Welcome everybody to uh, December 13th of our Union Coaching Connection. Um, wanted to go over some housekeeping items and open up the mics for anybody that wanted to offer any uh, rank advancements. Uh, we're waiting for Jason to, to come on the line. He and I are going to have a good conversation tonight. What we think would be a great topic, helping you guys set up a good foundation for your business, really being able to count all sustainable business. I've had several questions with many of you over the last months, and we're going to go over some good tips, things that you guys can utilize to help build your business in an effective way. I think we got Jason on. You there, buddy? Yeah, that's me. Okay, awesome. Um, some housekeeping items before we go into any rank advancements first, guys. Wanted to remind you that we are just uh, three to four short days away of seeing the Beachbody Ultimate Reset $30 promotion end. So if you've not taken advantage of that and really started to promote that, I'm not exactly sure why. I'm scratching my head. But just understand that there's just a few days left in this promotion. You yourself are considering getting it yourself. It's also $30 off for you. So do not wait to get it in there because before you know it, the 16th will be here and gone. Um, the challenge pack will always remain, obviously, the same price, but those kits and the base kit, the ultimate deluxe, are all $30 off right now. I think it's only $149 for us, which is significant. So get that in there and get, get your challenge groups all set up going for the new year. Uh, a lot of you have taken up with me up my... my I've started five to 30 new Ultimate Resetters into my own group for Team Sparty. And welcome to, you're welcome to use that, so make sure you're taking advantage of that. A lot of you should have saw Combat shipped. Many of you probably have already gotten it. I've seen so many posts of people promoting it. Just remember that all those, yeah, I heard that. It's awesome. Just remember that all those Combat people that your pre-orders and everybody out there that pre-ordered it from you are waiting for you to invite them to a challenge group. You know, get those emails out, get those invitations out to be part of your first uh, combat challenge group. Maybe you're going to do it yourself here coming up. And what a cool way to bring people along with you. So get those uh, combat purchasers involved in one of your Beachbody challenge groups because you help them along the way for the next 60, 90 days. They will become coaches on your team. So that's the two main housekeeping items. Um, I did see in the back office that there's special pricing right now for Turbo Fire once again. So make sure that you guys are taking advantage of it yourself um, or getting that out to your customer base. It's, uh, it's considerably cheaper for us right now. I don't have the prices off the top of my head, but there's another Turbo Fire promotion going on right now. Um, I did see something in the wall, Jason. I don't know if you saw it. I had a few messages from people wanting to know when their additional ultimate reset points were going to hit. Um, they, they said they were loading them up. They had a small little issue and glitch with getting those additional points added, and you should see those things starting to populate this weekend. So if you sold a ultimate or deluxe kit, you're only seeing one point in there right now. This weekend you'll see the additional point hit in there for the deluxe and ultimate. And if you sold a challenge pack, you're only seeing two points in there. Come this weekend, you should see the third point. Uh, anything you can think of, Jason, that I missed? No, um, I wasn't super prepared for the call, but um, it sounds like you hit everything. Yeah. So the the other thing we want to talk about now, now guys, we want to celebrate some rank advancements. I know from Team Sparty's side of the house, I didn't have anything from my own PS side. So if anybody from 
Team Sparty Arena had any rank advancements, emeralds, rubies, new diamonds, please definitely speak up right now and celebrate them with us. Any new rank advancements anybody wants to give a shout-out for? What about you, Jason? I know you have a new four-star amongst your wings. Congratulations. Yeah, there's a new uh, four-star qualifier on the team, Becky Brichette, and we're always so proud of uh, TSD and everything they're doing over there. Um, and I know there's some more, too. <laughs> I had several um, on my page today, so if I just look on there, I'll get the uh, majority of them. Okay. Anybody from, while well, Jason's pulling those up, anything from... Uh, Team Lightning Strike, anybody want to celebrate any Team Lightning Strike? I'm not sure if Christine's on or not. Anybody wants to give any rank events from TLS? Yeah, there was a new diamond with um, a Didi, a Adetta Gonzalez. Let's say that's what it is. Adetta Gonzalez Montias. So a new diamond, and again, that's part of Team TSD, so um, really good info over there. And I think I saw um, Lightning had an emerald, right? Yeah, I, I thought so too, but I don't have it pulled up here. So I don't know if anybody from Team Lightning Strike has that information or not. All right, thanks so much. Bye-bye. It's not. So why don't we get moving on, Jason? Okay, guys. Well, what we're going to talk about tonight, I'm going to go ahead and mute the lines because I'm hearing somebody talk in the background here. Hold on one second, Gammy. Conference. Gammy. Okay, I'm getting, I think that's that's good there. Um, we muted all the lines. We'll definitely open them up um, with any questions. Jason, you're, you can still talk, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what what sound level do you hear me come through, like a 1 out of 10? 10, you sound good. Okay, great. Okay. Gang, the, the topic of tonight is really how to build a stable and strong organization. I've had so many conversations with so many coaches over the last several weeks, and there's, there seems to always be a, a theme there of where coaches sometimes struggle, sometimes are, are uh, a miss of, of some key things in running, you know, and building a strong organization. And Jason and I had a long conversation about it today before we kind of set set stone on this topic. And what we want to kind of do is a little Q&A format with each other here and kind of give you guys a glimpse on what we feel is a very, um, I say, key way of building your organization. Because obviously you want to have a good balance of customers and coaches, but coaching and seeing a team of coaches build underneath you is the real future as being a Beachbody coach. And it doesn't come without you actually taking a lot of time and investing in your coaches, helping them out, and seeing their teams build. Your mission is to help your coaches build their organizations. When that happens, your organization is built. That's the only way this becomes long-lasting, self-sustained income like Jason and I are experiencing right now. It doesn't come any other way. So, Jason, I'm going to kind of turn the mic over to you a little bit, and let's kind of do what we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, one more announcement. I would just want to congratulate Jay Jorgensen. He said he got a shout-out today from uh, Carl. You know, Carl gave him a call, and that's something – I mean, Carl does all the time. I know he's talked to Jeff before and me, and just uh, really shows what a great guy he is, but a tremendous leader. So. 
Congrats awesome. to Jay. It's awesome that a CEO takes time out like that from their own day. <laughs> workers, you know. I mean, what CEO do you have in your job that calls calls you guys up? Yeah, it's awesome. it's, it's incredible. I mean, when you know the scope of the income that they make and produce, it's it's unheard of. But you know, I know firsthand now that mostly he doesn't even drive anymore. He just gets um, a courier service to and from work and uses that time to call people so it sounds like he just called Jay this evening and I'm sure that's just driving home and uh, that's way better use of his time sitting there and worrying about traffic and you know which lane to be in so it's pretty neat that he does that absolutely Jason we got 83 people on the call and I know they're dying to hear some tips (laughs) okay yeah so I think Jeff touched upon it Um, a lot of people are feeling as if they have trouble each week to maintain their rank and um, it feels a bit as if they're sitting on top of a house of cards. So if you're on top of a house of cards, it doesn't feel like you have a strong foundation and you never feel safe. So Jeff and I sat here and, and brainstormed because, you know, whenever we see a problem in the flock, <laughs> you know, we do our best to try to figure out um, the best solution for it. And then, you know, between the two of us and then extensive people that we know, um, we can kind of brainstorm about well, what what is it that we're doing differently or we see somebody else doing differently that gives them the strength and stability that we want. So, I mean, I think the, the first few questions that we came up with is should we only be signing up coaches that are serious to build this business? And then, you know, when we asked ourselves that question, only sign up these coaches that are serious to build the business, will that limit our organizations? And, I mean, maybe the second question is, who who are we to choose is qualified and, and who's not qualified? You know, how do we draw a line in the sand? Like, this person really wants to work the business and this one doesn't. And then, thinking along those lines, would we even have picked ourselves if, if that was the model that we're going off of? And, you know, I'm not sure I would have picked me because I wasn't super excited to make thousands of dollars a week. I, I just wanted to do a product. So... Is it instead that we should just sign up whoever we can and then just provide better training to keep these people active and interested? Um, and it, it seems like there's a lot of training resources out there now, but no matter how much training that you offer somebody, if their really heart isn't in it, they're probably not going to do a ton of it anyway. Um, do we have? Do we just need to keep people interested? And I'm not sure if we have somebody that really just wants to try Body Beast, for example, and we sign them up to become a coach to get a discount and a challenge pack and everything. Um, just by the way that we keep them interested, is that going to make them a successful active coach? And, you know, again, we, we really didn't think that was the answer. So the next questions are kind of like give us help as to what what methods that we should do and what methods is the company recommending and therefore rewarding us to do and then ultimately, you know, what feels best? Like when when you do it like this, how do you get the best satisfaction? Say, okay, these people are getting it, they're enjoying it, I feel safe and comfortable, they're happy, and, and really that's what we want long term. So brainstorming about these these ideas and these questions, we decided based upon, you know, some numbers over the last couple of years, Jeff calls these his elite years, which I like, because awesome term, um, that his organization, you know, is a little bit younger than mine and has um, some more stability maybe in the last couple of years that more people on this call would, um, 
would admire and, and, and want to be more like. Uh, I know that he wor- worries very little about having to get people active in, in, in order to maximize his pay every week. And if you pay attention to those priorities that I already, always give, um, you know, number one, you want to help people. Number two, you want to maximize your volume. Number three is have a high enough rank to earn your pay. And then number four is worry about some of the success club stuff. Um, so, you know, if he's getting through three or four of these priorities without having to worry about it, well, then that is a desirable organization. So now to get in the nitty-gritty of how does he do it. And so the first thing that he said when I'm like, well, how are you doing this, <laughs> um, is number one, he says that he works hard every day. And so, Jeff, if you can talk a little bit about the hours that you spend uh, every day with individuals, and I guess these are both coaches and customers at this point, um, and, and really what we're trying to point out here is it's going to take work. So, you know, if you're telling people, hey, it's easy money, it's just going to fall in your lap and stuff, um, that's not necessarily the case. So what would you say on a daily basis, you know, the hours that you're spending um, to maintain interest and excitedness um, in your new customers and coaches? Yeah, great question, guys, because I get this a lot. You know, how much time do I need to be putting into my business and what do I need to be doing? And Jason and I kind of dissected my business today. You know, what it comes down to for me, gang, is I'm spending about between four and six hours every single day in my Beachbody business. You know, and I understand that some of you may not have that that um, flexibility right now, and that's okay. You'll build up to it. I didn't at the very start either. But, like, you know, my day looks at about four to six hours of Team Beachbody. And what does that break down to? Uh, it's about two hours, you know, utilizing uh, getting emails back to customers, coaches, Facebooking, you know, what I call constructive Facebooking, not getting lost in the news feed, and then four hours a day, usually between 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. for me, it's talking to as many of my PS coaches and sprinkled in a few customers as possible. I treat my night hours after my family goes to bed and talking with as many of my coaches as possible. Great example of, like yesterday, I spoke with Ron Bradley, Christy Moore, um, you know, Chris Bernardi. Uh, I speak with a lot of my coaches on a daily basis. We have nights set up. We have time set up. These are our dates every single week and time slots that we are spending anywhere from 30 minutes, sometimes to an hour, talking about their businesses. For me, it's always about in-depthly in talking to my coaches and helping them achieve their goals. This isn't about me. It's about them. And so if you're not doing that with your personally sponsored coaches, that would be something I would highly suggest you start doing, you know, setting up a date and time that works with your PS coaches, keeping that date and time for no reason canceling it unless there's an emergency, and keeping that time for you to keep your coaches accountable to their business. There's also customers I sprinkle sprinkle in there that want my time, maybe somebody left from a challenge group that wants to talk live about breaking down their nutrition, or maybe it's a customer that's interested now in becoming a coach. So, you know, I think the key part here, gang, is that Jason and I wanted to get across is that to have a solid organization, you have to be connected and virtually plugged into your organization. You have to be talking to your coaches. Don't just sign them up and and leave them to their to their own because you're going to find that it's not going to grow. You have to show. You have to help. You have to mentor. You have to be a coach to those people. It's not just about signing people up and then leaving them to be. You have to mentor them. You have to set up time. And maybe you're learning at the same time. So so what? You learn together. 
But the key part is here, you know, Jason mentioned it, who are, who are we to tell you guys only to sign up serious people? Who are we to tell you guys who to sign up? But if you're going to sign up people who might be considered a discount coach at the start or maybe someone that's serious, you know, you can always still set up some time slots with them that's amicable to you both and talk about goals, talk about maybe fitness goals for someone that's not real interested in coaching right away and help them hit their goals and watch those people start to inspire other people. And now that coaches who wasn't interested starts talking to you about, you know, I've got a few people that I want to get going on this. How do I refer them to my site? Now all of a sudden you've got a coach on your hands. So, Jason, I think... Yeah, you're jumping ahead a little bit there. You know, I think the key part here, guys, is that you need to basically spend time, invest time with your coaches, you know, whether it's with a call that you, you work out every single week. Maybe it's, you know, consistent text messaging. I have some coaches who love to just text message with me, you know, periodically throughout the week and sometimes for a spurt of a time each day. Uh, but get connected, stay connected, and that's what I'm doing, Jason. Yeah, so, I mean, what he's saying, though, is set hours per day where he's working individually with people, and that's what's going to get people to the next level is when they know that they have somebody that they can count on, somebody that's reliable, and that will get them the answer to the questions that they don't have. And when I see how many how much hours he is spending, you know, it leads me to believe that there's some extra training that we should be doing because um, I'm sure some of the stuff that he's doing is very repetitive. So it seems like, you know, we could have a, maybe a video series or something as a team that maybe ramps up some of those, some of that training a little bit better. But you still need to have that one-on-one connection with the coach. And Jeff said earlier, is like, if you hadn't been there for me, Jason, when I did this, you know, I don't think I'd be here this long. I definitely wouldn't be as successful as quick because, you know, having you to fall back on really led the way. And I think one of the things we both wanted long-term, though, is – to create the scenario where the new coach knows that we're available um, and so that when they run across these problems, you know, they can come to us and say, hey, you know, I was doing the training academy and I had questions about this stuff, as opposed to us having to try to point out the, the pitfalls because those pitfalls would be different for each new person. The next thing um, he said that I thought was really critical and crucial is that you know, in his new elite years, he's no longer forcing, like, these new prospects that come to him asking about fitness programs into coaching. So, you know, in the past he's done it. You know, I've definitely do, do it from time to time. And, I, and I've got lots of the people on the call who feel it, they, like they're sitting on a house of cards um, would say that this is one of the ways they work the business. You know, anybody that's a prospect, they want to move into coaching, save some money, and, you know, help to get their rank better. And this sounds attractive and sexy when you're going for a rank, and if a rank is all that you want and you don't have a problem with hand-holding these people to keep keep active and keep your rank up there, then, then go for it. But this is exactly, you know, one of the activities that's going to lead to this place where you feel like, you're walking on thin ice all the time because people are going to come and go and they're not going to be super interested about serious about the business. You know, most of them just want to try to work out. So when you have a new prospect, Jeff, come along and they're asking you, let's say, you know, about the beast because that's what you're doing most recently, you know, how do you get them involved right off the bat? Yeah, you know, and Jason hits on something that's really important to me. One of the things that that I'm doing now differently, I would say since 2011 kind of hit. That'd be kind of like the line we're going to 
drawn the sand here from my, my first year and a half, is that I, I look at each person that comes to me and I'm really, you know, I'm really analyzing what's going to be the best possible path, not for me, but for them, okay? So I'm not immediately ready to sign every person that comes to me or I'm seeing a potential coach written on their name badge on their, on their chest, okay? That's not what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at is what do they need right now? So, so for me, for instance, Jason's scenario, somebody comes to me asking about Body Beast. Some of you may immediately say, well, you should become a Beachbody coach. You can get 25% off of that, and, you know, you get 25% off the beast supplements, and, you know, you're thinking that you're helping them, but you may be hurting yourself, too, in the long run. So what I look at when somebody comes to me and says, you know, I'm interested in Body Beast, I'm looking at legitimately helping them with Body Beast. You know, we talk about the product a little bit. We determine if that's the best possible fit for them through maybe a series of messages, calls, and ultimately I'm inviting them to participate in a challenge group with me. And through that challenge group and through helping them hit their goals and what I call being exposed to the Beachbody community, the Beachbody way of life. You know, there's a saying that if you let it, you know, if you let Beachbody in, it can change your life. And I see that so much with the Beachbody challenge. Now all of a sudden I've got a Beachbody fan, not just a body beast and a, and a health transformation on my hands. I've got a Beachbody fan, someone that believes. And often for me, when I've helped that person hit their fitness goal, we're using Body Beast as an example, um, you know, I'm seeing them more excited in my challenge group. I'm seeing them more excited overall when they're posting about it. So uh, for not, then, then I start to think about, okay, this person might be a great coach. It comes in a step for me, a series of steps. So I may be messaging them. This could be two months later. You know, I'm holding out my excitement to have them possibly be a coach for two months. But I'm messaging them a couple months into the challenge group, a couple months into the transformation, and I'm simply thanking them. I'm thanking them for being as loyal as they've been to the program, to their own transformation. I'm thanking them for the help that they've given me in this challenge group. They've made my job as a coach much easier because of your excitement and all your posts. And people love recognition. You know, they're going to respond to you and they're going to say, I really appreciate that. You know, this has been so much fun for me. I've learned so much about myself, and I'm really digging, you know, helping other people at the same time. And that's when I re-respond and say, you know, have you ever considered being a coach? You know, you definitely have a knack for helping people. You've helped me out. And that's when this conversation ensues into somebody now who's not considering being a coach strictly for the 25% discount, but now they're, they're, they're becoming considering becoming a coach because, they love what we stand for. They love what we've done. They love what Body Beast has done for them, and now they're more active when they become a brand-new coach. One of the things that I've been proud of... Um, okay, well, well, right now, like, just kind of hitting on the challenge group. So what, what, um, what do you think is the best way to, for folks to win challenge groups? Because I know when I got started with challenge groups, it's like, do I have to have a challenge group for Brazil Butt Lift and Body Beast and P90X, or um, do should I delegate some of these other programs to other coaches on my team? And then, you know, Tommy and some other people say it's best to have kind of one big stewing pot with, with all their coaches in different challenge groups. So, um, you know, Two questions here is, you know, how do you run the challenge groups and then explain a little bit about the two different groups that you have for your customers. Yep, yep. Challenge groups for me has evolved over the last um, year. I used to run a challenge group for each program that I had people 
um, fitted for, but sometimes it became a cumbersome and I would say um, copycat process. I was finding myself posting a lot of the same things in each group and I wasn't being real and personal. So I adopted Tommy's, Tommy Migrant's um, philosophy of what we call a living group. I have one group now, one, one, I call it Spartan Fitness Challenges, and I have one group that has a potpourri of individuals doing a multiple array of our Beachbody programs. I may have a P90Xer in there with a Power 90 and a Turbo Fire and Turbo Jam person. But the reality of it is, is it works really well because the ultimate goal is to help people hit their fitness goals, right? So who cares what program they're doing? They're all posting which workout they're doing every day, and they're all practicing a common uh, need in a transformation. They're all eating healthy and promoting and helping each other stay on track. So I went to a living group format that allows me to be real and one set of posts every single day that hits everybody, and it's really worked well for me. Your second question, Jason, was, you know, some of the other groups I have and, like, the customer group. And obviously, at the end of a challenge or at the end of a challenge period for any one individual in my living group, they're either going to go one of two ways. They're going to become a coach and be added to our, you know, our team of coaches, Team Sparty Union Coaching Connection, per se. Well, before you even start talking about the coaching groups, like, right, um, I understood you have the challenge group, and then you've got a separate group just for your customers. So explain what the difference is in those two, because the difference to me looks like. You've got a customer group which is going to have more people um, and therefore less individual attention. And then by qualifying to be in your challenge group, um, that means that there's going to be less people in there. And then therefore, like, people are actually paying for, you know, better, closer attention. And I think you said you spend a lot more time in the challenge group than you do in your customer group. Yep, the customer group is basically used for those individuals that either don't want to become part of the Beachbody Challenge or they want to stay connected to me. I add a lot of customers to that that I've connected to on Facebook. Or people that come out of a challenge group, not ready to become a coach, but want to stay connected to me in an easier format. I add them to this customer group that I've created on Facebook for all my Beachbody customers who have connected with me in social media world. And it's exactly like you said. There's a large number of people in this group with not a lot of chatter or a lot, you know, a lot of attention in that group because they've decided not to become a coach or continue on with the challenges for whatever reason. And that's a very small majority, minority, Jason, of the people who come out of my challenge groups or don't want to be part of it. Um, the bigger part is, is those that, like you said, staying in my challenge group, maybe doing another program because they have more weight to lose. They want to graduate from Power 90 to P90X. They stay in the challenge group, get the new product. And it's like you said, it's a much more intimate. I would say my challenge groups have anywhere from 10 to 15 people at any given time because you have to think about five new people a month over a three-month period, which is typical of our programs like P90X. And there's a much more intimate one-on-one capability there to interact with me and those other 13, 14 people that are actively interacting. They kind of get a bond, and it's a much more, um, I would say, uh, harvest-based way for these people to now become interested in in becoming a coach, Jason. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm seeing is now Jeff, when he meets this new prospect and they bring up a program like Beast or P90X, you know, talks to them first. And I still think we do a disservice if we don't mention the discounts. So this is something I always do. You know, there is a way to save 25% if you want to help other people. Now, if they balk at that and they back off from that, 
then it's easy for Jeff to steer them to either the customer group because they're not interested in buying a challenge pack just yet or into the challenge group because they want to get this um, extra personalized attention. And the customer group is a neat thing to have, you know, even if these people aren't super committed for a challenge pack just yet, because you now you have all your people put together. And when they're put together, I know Jeff said that whenever a new promotion comes up, he can just go into his customer group and say, hey, you know, new deal on TurboFire today, you know, get 50% off. And then it gives them one unique place to go to talk to this hot group of people. And when you're talking to hot contacts instead of just, you know, warm or cold contacts that are people that you haven't suggested an interest in a program before, you're going to get much better success rate. So I think it's it's really important that he does that. So, you know, right off the bat, he's spending time each day. He's um, not forcing people to be coaches, and he's putting people in challenge groups. And if you look at the structure of what corporate is sending down to us, like it or not, um, that's what they want us to be doing is keeping people as customers because the commissions are more than bonuses would be and you're providing better service. And if you look at um, many of the most successful coaches, they came from successful clients first. And so you want them to get their success story. And then once they do that, that's when Jeff says, he starts to look through his groups and see the people that are helping him help other people. And then it's really easy to talk to them about, you know, hey, you guys are doing great already. You know, thanks so much for your help. Now have you ever considered coaching and, you know, getting paid to do what you're already doing? So, um, you know, what are the things that you look for in the challenge groups to, to kind of pick people out to have these more advanced conversations? And, and then how do you structure your coaching groups? Yep. You know, it's actually very easy to pick the people out of your Beachbody Challenge groups who have a, you know, coach tag written all over them. Um, these are the people who are staying true and posting every single day, not the people that are disappearing. We all know who those, you know, we all experience that with challenge groups. These are the people that are posting every single day. They're starting to post um, more in addition to this, those required posts about food and, and their workouts, they're now starting to post inspirational, you know, videos or maybe some sayings, and they're starting to make the group more, more decorative. And these are also the people who you see are commenting on the other people's posts. They're cheering them on. They're, they're giving um, more than what's required to be in this group. So that's what I look for, and they stand out everywhere, Jason. Those that are really involved and, and loving what you're doing for them return that by commenting on other people's stuff and putting additional posts that are not exactly required. And that's what you want. You want to decorate your challenge group. You know, if you're going to quote me on something, you want to see those people that are, you know, decorating your challenge group. They're really moving in. And that's the point where I now recognize that this is going to be a great coach, and I go to the next step, Jason, by sending them a message. That's awesome. And um, so now you can really see um, a flow or a structure of this. And because he's laying the foundation solid with these people, they're getting success with the program they're interested in. And, and then they work their way through a challenge group. And the, and the people that enjoy helping other people and get some sort of significance from that are the ones that move on to coaching. And then it's not going to be hard to keep those coaches from staying active, you know, because these are our people that put in a lot to it and, and feel passionate about the products. 
So I had some questions. Oh, and then part two of that is, you know, how do you structure your coaching groups? You know, you had two different customer groups. Now, what's the best way to structure the coaching groups? Because I think there's a danger of us all getting in um, to have 500 groups that we have to try to monitor every, every day, and then we end up not monitoring any of them. Yep. I've I've only recently went to what I call a three-headed approach to my coaching groups on Facebook. I have what I would call um, my community page, Jason. That is just where all of our coaches are added to. It's where they all can interact with each other. It's where they can post about coaching, serious coaching topics, to fitness topics, to simple, you know, any community posts with their fellow coaches. And that's my Team Sparty page. That's the group that's by far the biggest. It's, you know, approaching a 1,000 members, and that is um, the first group that I have for coaching. The second group is what I would call for my personally sponsored people only. These are for the, you know, 80-plus coaches who have um, invested their trust in me only as their sponsor, and it's to help my personally sponsored coaches, and I recommend you all do the same, but it's a page just for you and your personally sponsored team to connect with you on a one-on-one basis where they don't feel that their posts may get lost, um, you know, with the other community page. And it's more in-depth than helping them, you know, with topics like success club and challenge group questions, et cetera. The, the third page is, is more uh, a mixture of both. It's, you know, for me it's called the Union Coaching Connection. It's more of a boot camp style page. And these are for the coaches who have come to me, messaged me, communicated to me in some way, shape, or form that they're ready for a higher form of coaching. Um, I'm still in that line from uh, the Avengers movie. I love that line. But they're ready for a higher form of coaching, and they want to be pushed. They want to be um, given assignments. They want to be um, taken to that next level to really help them with their business. And that's not just my PS coaches. It's for anybody in, you know, Union Hall, Team Sparty, Team Lightning Strike, our three teams to kind of be part of and and right now in there. Right now there's about 80 members in that group, Jason. So those are the three pages that I spend most of my time with on a daily basis involved in. Obviously I'm a member and added by other groups and and coaches, but those are my three and my, my coaching approach to my groups on Facebook. Awesome. So the same sort of thing as he said with the customers. You know, he's got a general one for all coaches, and it's going to have more people and less individual help. But, you know, there's so many people that a lot of the questions are going to get answered anyways. And then he's got some more of these more select uh, groups where people have to qualify and, you know, maintain. And, you know, if nothing else, just stand out and say, you know, I want more help. And then those ones are going to, you know, take more of your time, but people are going to get more attention and, and there's less overall people in it. So I think this this um, philosophy that it has about, you know, having a couple different groups, you know, one for the masses and one for um, the people that are really interested makes sense. And, and, it, and it goes into the same concept of the 80-20 rule. We have to find ways to work with our entire team but yet not penalize the people that are doing the majority of the work. And if you're doing the majority of the work and you want this added help, then you go into one of the more select groups. So that makes sense. So just some questions that have come up along the way is, uh, you know, what is it taking to um, 
to break in a new coach or, you know, get a new coach going? You know, what, what kind of process or things are you having to do to get somebody um, introduced to this? So basically your question is once I have a coach involved, Jason, is what am I doing to get them started going? Yeah, once somebody says, okay, I like it, now, now what do they have to do to explain, you know, the foundation so that they can go forward and have success with it? Yep. A couple good things, guys. There's, there's things that I'm personally doing, but I'm also not about reinventing the wheel. Jason and I talked about this earlier. Beachbody's got some wonderful tools that I'm pointing them towards. One of the things that my personally sponsored coaches need to take care of um, pretty, you know, within the first, I prefer the first 48 hours or definitely within that first uh, week of being a coach before we set up our second week call is getting through the coach training academy. There is some great information that Beachbody, Denise Needham, is putting together for us, and it's a great foundation that, Jason, you and I used to really have to shovel the load ourselves in getting this information to our coaches. That's not the case anymore. Any of us can utilize a coach training academy. So that's one of the first things that I make sure that the people who says, I'm ready to be a coach and uh, coach of yours now, let's get going, is getting through the coach training academy. The, but the, even, even before that, you said that um... – you know, it's not really just saying, hey, this is the place to go. It's like, and, and I feel when we send people a link, say, hey, do this coach ca- ca- training academy, it doesn't get done. Like, what do you feel is actually working for you to get people to do it? Well, getting them to do it and them doing it sometimes is the challenge that we all have. But, you know, ultimately for me, um, it's that first initial conversation that I have with them when they're serious about being a coach and finding out what they want, Jason, is when I definitely can tell that they're not only ready for coaching, but they're going to go ahead and do these tasks. You have to make sure that your coaches know that their best interests are in, in your forefront. So for me, it's ultimately figuring out what they want and helping them get that. When they are convinced that you're definitely the person that's going to help them do that, I have a much more easier time seeing them actually get through the coach training academy. Okay. So it's, you know, kind of getting them started, showing them it's the right thing to do, encouraging them, and, you know, mostly just making them feel important and, you know, stressing the importance of doing that step. We also make sure, Jason, too, that, you know, obviously our, our, we're doing something I think not a lot of other teams out there are doing. Um, and, you know, you've, you've become part of it by adding your team of coaches, your leaders to it, as we're doing these Sunday night getting started right calls. And I think it's important to bring this up because a lot of people on the line may not even know that this is out there. Um, I would hope that you do, but every Sunday night we have enough diamond-level coaches within our organizations now that, you know, they're rotating, taking a turn, and we do these Sunday night getting started right calls. And it's nothing more than, than going over with them in the course of a, 45-minute to an hour call, the new, the new, uh, um, you know, basically quick start guide that Beachbody's put out there in the back office, making sure they got the information they need to get going, and then, you know, starting to, to talk about some, some key topics that are going to come up with your Coach 101. Right. I think before the flow was a little bit more confusing when um, we had the, the book with Getting Started, right? Yep. Um, Agreed. And... And it almost seemed like it was better to do the new coach training first, and then it would say you have to have your getting started right interview, and then they would know to contact the coach to do that. But now, like with that, the easier, um, just kind of one page, it's yep. easy to 
do that. Um, and, and if you're a member of this team, there's several different ways to do that. Because you can do that one-on-one with your coach. You know, you can do it um, um, online or over the phone, or you can have them tune in to one of these live calls, you know. And I'm not sure if we've got any good recordings out there, but we should also have a recording so that somebody can do that getting started right with a recording anytime they want. Yep, yep. We uh, we we have one from the old one, Jason. We have not recorded a seven-day quick start, so I know the next time that I personally do the call, I'm going to make sure that's recorded. Okay. Well, that sounds great. And then it forces them, or it tells them the next step is to go to the new coach training academy. Okay, and then um, how much... You know, what is it necessary for one of these coaches that you've brought through this, this good development process, you know, um, challenge group or not, and then stick out and then become a coach? You know, how much effort is necessary to keep that kind of coach active? Yeah, and that's where a lot of you guys' ears are going to perk up. You know, this is where the the real rubber hits the road is keeping your coaches engaged, right? You know, and and getting getting them to emerald and getting them to ruby and to diamond. That is where you're going to really earn your keep as a coach. So the question is 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 so wide open here, and obviously so many different things go into that. You you have to make sure you know coach engage coach engaged to keep them growing that you always, you know, keep that designated time, that, that interaction with them going, okay, because the moment that that falls off, you're going to see a coach start to kind of drift away. So keeping your weekly time that you've set up, whether it's, you know, a, a call or um, maybe you like to do the walkie-talkie feature on your iPhones going back and forth, whatever, that interaction is key. Um, in addition, you have to set some goals with your coaches. One of the things that I that really helped me, way back when, not only working with you, but starting to work with, with corporate, you know, Arnold and Jeremy Red out on the Kaha, Jeremy, Jeremy Red on a weekly basis, was these guys kept me um, abreast and accountable to some personal goals. There's always two things I like to set up with my coaches, and that's some personal goals within your own business and some organizational goals within your own team of coaches. And they both made me set up two or three specific goals with them. And those were the things that we talked about on a, on a weekly basis, me and Arnold or me and Jeremy, you know, would talk about. And those are the things that I'm doing with my coaches when I won. I'm making them set up three personal goals that they want to hit in their own business. You know, maybe they want to achieve a certain rank by summit. Maybe they want to be um, at a certain monetary money level before the end of the year. Those are all personal examples of goals. We're also talking about organizational goals. What do you want to do with your team? Do you want to have, you know, three or four diamonds, you know, before the end of the year? Do you want to do team calls maybe on a weekly basis? So we're, we're setting some organizational goals as well, and those are things that I'm keeping my own coaches accountable to. You have to have some goals set up. You have to have a roadmap, something that keeps you talking each week and keeps you pushing that coach in the right direction. And where this all kind of centers going back to is, You've now established once again that their best interest is that at heart these are goals that they've come up with you and you're not feeding them goals. You're helping them set up their own goals and all you're doing is helping them hit their why. You're helping them hit the things that they set up with you, Jason. So that's what helps me stay, you know, stay engaged um, with my coaches and more importantly keeping my coaches engaged on a weekly basis. All right, yeah, that sounds good. So, you know, he's using 
um, the resources that are available from corporate, and I think those resources become available as soon as you go emerald or diamond and just reach out for it. And, you know, one of the common phrases that that reminds me of is, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So when you're ready for this kind of help, you know, look around, and corporate has people that helps to, um, you know, define these goals and keep you accountable. And then Jeff, in turn, you know, is just doing that for his coaches. So there's nothing stopping you from working with your PS coaches and say, okay, let's set up some goals, and then we're going to talk weekly about, um, you know, progress on those. And, you know, I, I have a personal coach and a business coach, um, and the business coach is quite expensive. And really that's all he does is he sets up goals for us to um, achieve, you know, within a certain time frame, and then every week he calls and checks on his goals and yells at you if they're not done and supports you to accomplish them. So um, yep. I think that's great, great help and feedback. Um, so it sounds like, you know, business is going successful now. Um, I guess there's two places we can go with this is, you know, based upon this, and, and what he, Jeff's saying here is, is no individual step out of this is super hard. You know, it, it, it is involving work, so it's not like this thing that's going to fall in your lap. But from doing this for the last few years, you know, he's got a five-star business. And like I say, I know what he does. And, you know, he's not one of these people that sweats every week to make sure he's going to maximize his paychecks because of the volume. You know, he's got enough people there that are staying active. Um, so what are the results of this? Um, what would you say the retention rate is of the PS coaches that you signed up through this process? Yeah, you you um, you brought up a topic we were going to answer earlier, and it's a good time to answer about it now. Guys, look at my business in two in two stages, pre two thousand eleven and post two thousand eleven, and I can tell you guys with a straight face that I have not lost one personally sponsored coach that I've signed up from two thousand eleven and two thousand twelve that I've been working with. Much different than the um, initial sets of coaches that I signed up in 2009 and 2010. Uh, a little bit more attrition there as I still learned my place in this business and how I wanted to be uh, a more effective each body coach. But based on everything we've talked about tonight in the style and the manner of which I operate my business, I haven't lost any coaches yet from 2011 and 2012, Jason which I think is key. You know, it's helped me hit some goals this year, you know, what we call the elite years. Um, the 2011-2012 coaches count towards your elite qualification. Well, with, with that being said, I mean, that's a huge achievement to keep all those people as retained uh, current coaches. What percentage of those coaches are, um, are people that stay active? Well, like you said, I don't struggle or sweat too much on a weekly basis maintaining rank. Um, you know, I'm pretty consistently at five, six-star rank, and that's because I don't have a big problem with people, you know, very inactive. Do I not have any problem? No. You know, people have things happen, and there's an occasional time where I may, you know, have an issue here. But for the most part, Jason, I don't worry. Uh, I would say over the course of a month, I it may even be two months before I have to be, basically worry about any individual being inactive and help in, in hurting my business in any way. So like a percentage out of the coaches that you sign up? 5% or less on any given time am I worried about them dropping dropping to an inactive status. So you're saying you've got 100% retention of the coaches that you've enrolled in the last two years and only – and 95% of them stay active without much any hassle. Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, those are 
those are kind of impressive numbers I think anybody would be successful of. And, and you know, the one the one flaw that I see in this is like, well, that's that's easy for Jason and Jeff to do because they've been coaches for years and they've already built up, you know, their diamond rank that they want. But it's like, I want to rush to get to diamond. And, and that's okay. You know, we covered that at the beginning of the call. It's like you can rush and you can kind of, you know, force people to take on more responsibility than they're initially looking for. But then you're going to have more of the attrition rate and, and more struggle to keep, to convince people to stay active because, again, they're they're trying to do something to achieve your business goals that wasn't necessarily in their best interest. They just really wanted to try the fitness program. So just be um, be aware of that. Yeah, and so Jason, they, you know, let me let me just add to that. Um, we talked about my business. That doesn't mean that some of my coaches aren't exactly struggling with with the thing which you just described. You know, and I'm going to be upfront and frank. I'm helping a couple coaches kind of rebuild their organizations again because they kind of had that house of cards happen. There's nothing wrong with that. You learn from it. That was me early on. You know, Jason probably early on too. It happens, but obviously, learning from your mistakes. I mean, there's no there's no success without failures. Is is such a common common uh, you know occurrence that the people that are really successful have failed and fallen down multiple times. And that's me. That's you, Jason. But and it's some of my coaches are earning their lumps right now. We'll learn from that. Right, and I mean, I I tend to throw the word, word failure out of my vocabulary. Failure only happens when you quit. Um, yep. You know, if you do something, don't do it right. That's just room for improvement and a lesson that you get to learn that day, but it's going to help you closer to the vision. So with this being said, last two years, he's, he's and, and okay, this is another question, is in this using this technique for the last two years, um, are you signing up as many coaches as you initially did? And, uh, you know, approximately how many coaches do you think you are enrolling a month or year? Yep. I've actually probably not enrolled as many as I did in, you know, late 2010 as I did in maybe in t- late 2011, 2012. I would say on average I'm enrolling, you know, a couple a month, you know, 24 on a year average. is pretty typical, I think, for, for my business right now. Um, might not be the the level that some coaches are doing but for me it's just a more effective way for me to to build my organization it's obviously paid off in the sense that i have a very sustained income right now so i would say you know between 20 and 24 coaches are being signed up by me a year mm-hmm. okay and then so great a good number of coaches and you know part of the reason they came up with success code five is that's based upon the number of two coaches a month, two coaches a month doing Success Club 5, you know, is enough to obtain just about any rank in this business. <laughs> um, but, you know, the company is putting a big emphasis on Success Club 5, so how many months have you done Success Club 5 if you're really only focused on getting these two coaches a month? Yeah, I, I haven't missed Success Club, Jason, since you and I went to Summit together in May 2010. I've just hit my... I think 32nd month, and then I got no doubts December will be number 33. I know you're like one month ahead of me, so I have not missed it. Uh, I would say Success Club Five obviously was hit every single month, and of those 32 months, I probably hit Success Club 10, maybe 10 of those months. Wow, that's great. And so, if you add that all up for the year, how many success points do you think you've achieved this year? Uh, I'm over 100. I think by the end of the year here, I'll have someone in the vicinity of 110 points. I think I'm at 103 or 104 right now. 
Right, and I think there's some extra incentives if you get to 100, right? There's, like, discounts on the trip to Disney or something like that. So, I mean, the numbers that he's doing, even in the, the categories that Beachbody, like, measures the most with Success Club, are still really great numbers, even though, like, he's kind of going with his less is more approach. So, now, when you do Success Club uh, 5 every month, and your PS coaches do Success Club 5, the number of points that you earn for the um, for being elite, you know, and there's very few elite coaches every year. I think last year about 30 um, um, doubles, and so you have to get 100 points total to be elite. So how are you doing in this elite calculation for the year? As of the last report last week, I had exactly 100 points, Jason. All right, and you still got the rest of the month. You know, half a month left, so. He's he's gonna qualify for elite coach. I've qualified. Simply, yeah, he's there. Um, simply by doing this technique, where he he's helping customers first decide if they truly want to start a business or if they're just interested in the products, trying to get them to commit to a more advanced um, help session by doing a challenge pack and getting in a challenge group. And then looking for the people that excel in challenge groups and helping other people and then talking to them about coaching and then working with the willing coaches to um, get them to become even more successful. And in doing that, you know, he's done 100 success club points this year, been successful five for the last 30 some odd months, and he's going to be, you know, one of the top 50 or so elite coaches this year. So the question is not, does this technique technique work. The question is why are more people not using it if they want to build, you know, what we said we set out to achieve in the beginning of this call is a solid foundation of your coaching structure instead of feeling like you're um, rickety-rackety in a house of cards. Yep. Exactly it. You know, I don't have a a mission, obviously, um, to be the best, but I also want to be consistent, you know, and I've always said that personal recognition um, it's more important to me to see it come from my team of coaches to see you guys hit your goals and I think that kind of philosophy has just helped work for me Jason right and you know the best way to do any network marketing business is to only do things that are repeatable and I think what we're showing with this call is a way to build a solid strong organization where we don't have to sit there and worry weekly about rank advancements and maintaining rank if we all consistently do the um, set thing, these set easy to do tasks, but also easy not to do, and uh, just build compounding interest on it. So this works, people. Um, if you're looking for a way to get out of this stri- this fret zone where we're having to maintain ranks every week, like this is a set steady pattern and way to do it, and you adjust one of the best in the business for it. So, so. Uh, I think we've accomplished the objective that we set out, and what is probably best now is Jeff says we got 80, 90 people on the line. Let's probably just open the line back up, Jeff, and you control that and see if there's any questions about something that we didn't cover clearly enough or um, any other topics. For sure. Guys, I'm going to open up the lines here. If you've muted your own lines, make sure you unmute. We're going to take some questions here until there are no more and give you guys the rest of the evening back. So here we go. Guys, the lines are open. If anybody's got any questions, anything for me or Jason, please feel free to, to ask away. Hey, Jeff, this is Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, I had a question on the um, the customer thing. Uh, 
so you're saying that if you had customers that were in one of your challenge groups and afterwards if they decided not to coach, they would go in a separate group like a challenge group or you just put them in a separate like Facebook folder type thing just to be able to read their feed? I wouldn't call it a folder. I mean, it's still a group, Mike. Um, I've got people who obviously do not want to continue with the challenge groups. You're all going to see that for whatever reason. They want to go on their own way and they're not interested in becoming a coach. And also people from the very start, Mike, that didn't want to be part of a challenge group. They still want to stay connected to you on Facebook. The reality of it is, is as your coaching grows, Mike, your Facebook friends list is going to continue to grow bigger, bigger and bigger. And you may not see all your customers' posts in the news feed, right? So for me, what's an easy way to do is I've created a group, just like Team Sparty, just like the Union Coaching Connection for my customers. And I add them in there either, A, at the time they don't want to be part of a challenge group, or at the end of a challenge group and they don't want to continue on with another program or be a coach. That way they still feel that they can ask me questions in a group format still interact with other customers, and still be part of the Beachbody community. Does that help answer it? Um, so there's, okay, so they're not people that were in a challenge group before necessarily. They're just they they could be. They could be someone who just didn't want to be in a challenge group from the very start, Mike, or at the end of the challenge group they didn't want to continue on, but they weren't ready to be a coach yet. And do they understand what that group's for when you put them in it? Yep, I just let them know that I'm going to go ahead and, if, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to add you to my, you know, Beachbody customer group, where obviously it's just a, a, a vast amount of other Beachbody customers that are all have me as their coach. You can always read the information I put in there. I always put promotional information, product information in there, and feel free to tag me at any time um, about a question that you may have in that group. Awesome, guys. Okay. It's great advice. So, I mean, at a minimum, you know, as a new coach, it's like you've got one group for your customers, one group for your coaches, and one group for challenge groups. And, you know, a new customer either goes in the customer group or the challenge group. Mm-hmm. They come out of the challenge group, they're either going back to customers or they become a coach. So, I mean, now, at, at the simplest form, is three groups can manage your whole business. Yep. That's awesome. Good question, Mike. Next question, anyone got any more? Come on, gang. The next question I had was that if you're getting people that enroll in a challenge pack first and go in the challenge group, like you're obviously not getting a lot of your new coaches to sign up with challenge packs. Is that right? You know, it's not necessarily true, and I'm going to kind of guide you where I think you're wanting to go with this, Jason. Obviously, whoever becomes part of my challenge groups, the majority of them have purchased a challenge pack. You know, they bought in their total package, gotten their workout program and all that. And what I'm also seeing, Jason, is those coaches or coaches-to-be, the ones that come out of the challenge group who really have interested in becoming a, a Beachbody coach are joining with a challenge pack. It's their opportunity to get a second pack before they really can't any longer purchase a challenge pack as a coach. So I see a lot of my coaches join, um, get their 40 $40.95 join fee waived and come in with a challenge pack of what they want to do as their second program. So let's say somebody in my challenge group bought Power 90 challenge pack, helped them through the 90 days, they want to become a coach and they're interested in becoming or doing P90X next and starting their own challenge group as a coach. 
Now they join, get the challenge pack, P90X, the next program at a discount, get their Shakeology now at a 25% discount, and they just got in their second pack, Jason. Well, that's awesome. So um, it is possible if you just tell people the value that comes in the challenge packs, um, you know, because even when they're becoming a coach, if there's a second program they want to try, they're still going to, you know, basically save that coach price by upgrading to the challenge pack. So, you know, what Jeff's saying is that he can get the two success club points maybe even twice from um, a customer as they become a customer and as they go to coach. So that's awesome. That's absolutely true. A customer can buy two challenge packs? A customer can get a challenge pack, and you, Mike, get the two points. And when that customer becomes a coach and gets a challenge pack, you get another two points as a coach sign-up. I didn't know they could buy a challenge pack twice. It's awesome. Well, they're they're not really buying it twice in the sense as a customer. They're buying it once as a customer, once as a coach. But to answer your question, customers, period, they don't ever become a coach. Customers can buy as many challenge packs as they freaking want. They can buy 100. Do you get two points every time? Every time. Fantastic. The only stipulation is they usually have to be a month apart because it's going to be a new Shakeology Home Direct. So, and obviously a challenge pack isn't going to happen twice in, the, in two months. Yeah, and, I mean, if that was an issue, um, just having these two email addresses and, then you've then they would show up as two customers, you know, with two challenge packs because maybe he wants to buy one for his wife too. So yeah, there's never a limit on how many they can purchase as a customer. Correct. No kidding. I got another question. Um, with your challenge groups, do you uh, keep like a folder or pad of paper of everybody in there, what program they're doing, and like when they started? Because I heard you say earlier. Like right around, you know, they're at month two or something like that. You'll contact them before they're done with their program. Yep, good question. I have people I'm a very kind of old coming in and out at different times, so I lost track of when people started programs. Yep, I'm old school in that way, Mike. I got a good old um, notepad and paper here on my desk that basically is all for my challenge groups, and I'm writing in there on a monthly basis when I've added somebody to my living challenge group. You know, Mike Christian entered in November of 2012 with Power 90. So I know at any given time where he's at in the program. Mm -hmm. So I do have to keep some housekeeping with a living group because obviously people coming in and out, it's not as black and white as a specific group. You started with specific five people where you know. A living group, you got people coming in and out, so it does require a little bit more uh, record keeping and a simple notepad and pen and writing down when they joined is all you need. And do you have like a set time of the month or week that you refer to that pad alone just to see where you're at? Um, yeah, you know, I do look at the pad, the pad and I'm usually, it's usually month two and I'm starting to see people sprout or blossom a little bit, but that's not really what I go off of, Mike. I'm looking at, like I said earlier, those people who have decorated my challenge group. And what I mean by that is those people who have just posted a lot more than they really ultimately needed to by the requirement. When you start to see the people decorating their challenge group, that's when you know that they're kind of ready for a conversation that might be centered around a little bit more than just the challenge group maybe coaching. That's funny. When you were saying that, as soon as you were talking about that in the call, I was picturing somebody on my challenge groups, and I just had that talk with her today. Yeah. It's a good phrase. It's a good, you know, thing to teach your team. You know, look for those people that are decorating your challenge groups. 
Hey, gang, we are at 1037, definitely willing to stay on. we got more questions. Um, we still have about 40 people on the line. Jason, we've lost some. But uh, are there any questions anybody else has out there? Hey, Jeffrey, this is Tammy. Um, a quick question. How do you, um, when you are contacting your customers, is it best to email, call, or text? What do you find um, the most success with? Uh, Tammy, the answer is yes. <laughs> and what <laughs> yes, I mean by but... that is you, you obviously um, got to find out which way is best for that customer. I know the initial way that I have have come to, to communicate with my customers is obviously if you're strictly getting them from, you know, Beachbody customer leads and stuff is the email that they've given you and using the uh, what I call the, the, the pop, you know, mail client we have within our back office, sending them right. messages, you know. But ultimately, Tammy, the goal is to get as many of your customers into Facebook as possible, okay? So for me, what I do every single week with our free customer leads or the, the success club leads that we get from Beachbody on Wednesdays for being success club members is I take all those email addresses that we get. And we don't get them all, right? We get a lot. But I take all those email addresses, I copy them with the, you know, Control-C, copy them in your computer, and I paste them in the search bar at the top of Facebook. There's that search bar at the top where you can just type someone's name and their, you know, Facebook searches for them. I type their email address in there. Most people didn't know you could put an email address in there. I put their email address in there, and I see if they have a Facebook page. If they have a Facebook page, guess what I'm doing? I'm adding them on, on Facebook, and I'm sending them a message that I'm their Beachbody coach, helping them you know, designed to help them hit their goals. And almost all those people will add you. So now I'm communicating with them on Facebook. And, Jeff, do those people go straight into your customer group? Not always. It obviously de- – I, I don't ever just arbitrarily add people to that group because, you know, how many of you have been added to groups and you can't stand it and you end up removing yourself a day or two later? I always get permission from them to add them to the group and let them remove themselves at the time they want to. So it always comes with that conversation I'm having or, you know, um, through that initial invite to a challenger group and they don't want to or they want to, that uh, that conversation you have with your new customers that do that do respond back to you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Does that help, Tammy? Yeah, thanks. Well, and just my, my own experience with that, too, is what works best for me is, you know, when you get the, um, the customer lead, you can send, like, a generic email like immediately and if they respond to emails awesome and yep. then what I try to do is send a text to the phone number and say hey I'm the free um, Beachbody coach that you were assigned with I can help you um, make your Beachbody program um, an easier transition and, and better results um, you know when's the best time to talk like this evening or tomorrow during the day and then if they respond to that at all, then, then you honor the time that they ask for. Um, but a lot of times people feel more comfortable doing a text than just answering the phone. And then when you do call them afterwards, then the um, pickup rate is much better on those. And, and then, you know, anybody that's done the Danny Johnson, and I think Beachbody's now teaching the forum method, um, talk about their family, their occupation, what they do for fun, and then and only then give the message that you have. Yep. Jason, one of your awesome coaches, my success partner, Marlene, um, basically does that text messaging as her initial way, Tammy. 
Um, okay. She gets, you know, obviously from the success club leads is where the beach body is giving you their phone numbers. You don't get those phone numbers with the free customer leads, which is another reason to be success club, right? They give you more information about your customers. But she text messages them all of her customers, Jason, and she gets a much more higher response rate, which I've done from time to time um, through text messaging from that email or call because it's less evasive. People can choose to respond. They see the message, and if they're interested, they can reply without, you know, that that one-on-one interaction being present right away. So text messaging works very well. Awesome. Good to know. Thank you. You bet. Any other questions, gang? Okay, gang, um, this training has really kind of been put out there because it's been influenced by, by you guys, Okay. A lot of the conversations I've had with several of my coaches, um, Jason and I talked earlier, and we want to bring you guys the best possible tools, the best possible training that's going to help you guys build your businesses and have the same success that you know, a lot of the, the coaches um, who are plugging in week to week are having. So there's a topic you guys are really interested in. You drop Jason a line, drop me a line, drop Christina a line, and, and let us discuss that and how we can bring you guys some good training on it. Uh, we, we do like to mix things up with some guest, you know, guest speakers from time to time, and we're going to continue to do that, or some trainers. But, you know, Jason and mine and Christina's goal here is to bring you guys the best possible, tangible, um, easy training that we can. And that's kind of what tonight's result was, is just giving you guys some easy one-on-one things to kind of really go into January here in Rock 2013. So, uh, Jason, any closing comments? Yeah, um, well, like Jeff's saying, um um, our egos aren't small, <laughs> and so in many ways that's a liability. But in in one way it's it's um it's an asset, and that's when there's a topic that you guys want to know about um, with a few hours of research. Jeff and I feel that we can put it together a good call, and I just really want to kind of thank him for um, the call tonight. And you know, looking at this and looking at the way that he runs his business has taught me a lot too. So. Um, great stuff tonight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you guys liked this format, you know, Jason and I feeding off each other topics, please hit up our walls. Let us know that this was something you guys enjoyed tonight and really helped you. That that kind of feedback is what we need. Everybody have a good night, and we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. All right, thanks a lot. Take care, guys. Bye.